ATL Diva, how's it going? It's good to see you. It's going good. Are you ready for this aftermath? I'm so excited for this guest. Yes, I am. We're talking to a financial planner and also an author by the name of Yesenia Miranda Gibson. All right, she's got a book called Rewind. So we're going to talk about the origins of how that book came about and also what she's doing to help people with their financial planning. So let's bring her in and let's talk to her. All right, so Jesse, thanks for, you know, coming on the show. We definitely appreciate the time, you know, coming to talk about your book and your other endeavors that you got going on. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I certainly appreciate it. Oh, yes, for sure. So um, let's, I guess, start at the top here with um, the process of writing a book. So that's a big undertaking. So what's, what was the biggest factor in making the decision to go ahead and write Rewired? So my friend, I have a dear friend who is uh, since high school. So, you know, we've been years, you know, the whole lot of years in the making of a friendship, but um, I don't know what, how it started the conversation, but he was like, hey, when are you ever gonna write this book, right? Cause I, I've been wanting to write a book. Like that's always been my dream. Um, and so he was like, look, I'll be your accountability partner and I'll just check in on you, but start writing. So the book that I, I was going to write was a fiction had oh. nothing to do with what was going on right it was a fiction um and it, you know it has to do with polygamy um you know uh that that whole multi relation relationship type of deal and th the way i envisioned it was it was going to be a comedy i wanted to see it as a sitcom or you know a rom-com eventually and so at the same time with my financial business i had been doing uh webinars every month called coffee and sense where i would just kind of get people together and we'll you know, just discuss different types of financial options that are out there because there is a huge need for financial education. And in one of those webinars, we were talking about how to get kids to do stuff. COVID hit, right? So now everybody's at home, everything's shut down. And mm -hmm. I found myself doing a lot of things that I stopped doing or that I wanted to do and I just put off because, you know, when you're able to go out and about, you just do that instead, right? Anything mm -hmm. to keep you from doing the real work, right? So <laughs> I found myself not being able to do that, stuck at home, and now I was like, oh, you know what, let me do some crafting. You know what, let me do some planting. You know, I feel like cooking this. And so all these things that I thought I never had time for, I found myself having time for. And the process of rewire wasn't necessarily born. It's a process I've been doing all my life. But in one of those webinars, someone said, hey, all the things that you've been doing, how is it that you're doing it? You should put that in writing. Oh, okay. I'll put it in writing. Well, what, what is the process? I don't know the process. And as I started thinking, I said, oh, well, I can use an acronym, REWIRE, to make the process a lot easier. And as you know, 
if you've read the book, is 82 pages, is straight to the point. It, there's yep. no fluff. It's like, let's get to it because that's exactly how you have to approach life. You can't sit around and think about the fluff. You just got to get to it. And hence, there goes rewire. Nice. Nice explanation. And, you know, and jumping into a, about the book with that, so you discuss, like, right, talking about right off the bat, you discuss the need for people to find their bull. So can you explain what a person's bull <laughs> is and can you give me or us an example of what your bull is? Yes, of course. So I was trying to figure out how can I say outside of light a fire up your butt, right? Mm -hmm. How can I say it in a book? Because I wanted it to, I want, I wanted the book to be able to be read by everyone. That includes kids. So how can I say that without, you know, being rude and and so forth so the thought was a lot of people say oh you know dangle the carrot and yeah that motivates a lot of people but it doesn't keep them motivated right mm -hmm. because if your motivation is money and you don't achieve the amount of money that you're actually looking for it's deflating and so you're gonna stop trying to chase it right so it has to be something that is like in your core. And for me is my son, right? Mm -hmm. My son is a miracle baby for me, right? Took me 13 years to get pregnant. Actually had to go through IVF to get him. And on my first try, I got him. I was 38 years old, high risk pregnancy, everything that you can think of I had. And it was the best pregnancy ever. It was the greatest thing. Nine months, I was still sitting on the floor, driving, picking myself up, no problem, right? So he is my motivation. He is my bull because if I don't get it done, he doesn't get to eat. He doesn't get a house. He doesn't get the good things, you know, that kids want. Mm -hmm. So he is a constant motivation. And the other thing is he's looking at me. And everything that I do, he's going to emulate. So if I'm sitting at home being lazy and not doing and, you know, chasing my dreams, that's what he's going to be doing because he thinks that that's how life should be. He's not going to chase his dreams. So he's my bull. And so that is basically what it is. It's that one motivator that is going to motivate you at all times, even when you're at your worst moments. You think about it and it's like, you know what, if I don't do it for myself, I have to do it for him or for her or for whatever that bull is going to be. So that's my explanation of the bull. It's a great explanation and analogy. So um, just to reiterate, we're talking to Yesenia Miranda Gibson. All right. So you have so much information. I'm trying to run through all this. So you got your book, Rewire, Six Steps to Achieve Your Goals. That's available on Amazon. You got your website. Let's all rewire.com. You can text 951-307-9746. You can email ygibson at let's all rewire.com. But there is more. You got your financial planning with Gibson Financial Group. The website is gibson-fg.com. And you can check the podcast description for the Instagram and Facebook handles. That's going to be in the podcast description. ATL Diva, do you have something? for Yesenia Miranda Gibson. I do, I do, I do. So I really loved your book so much because um, 
a lot of the concepts and rewire, you know, when I, I know you mentioned Les Brown several times in your book. I really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I also could relate a lot of things that you put in your book to the four agreements. I'm not sure if you read that book, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a really good book. Yes. Um, I also super related to um, the second bull that you talked about relating to like corporate jobs, stuff like that. <laughs> that, that was Listen, 16 knows that's my bull right there. Like, I told yeah, him, yeah. like, I don't even know. I'll work eight jobs before I go back. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't right. appreciate us. <laughs> right. But I did have a question. Um, I really like in the book where you talk about writing goals down because me personally as an entrepreneur, I do find it very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, it keeps you very accountable. Um, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure you've experienced this. Um as you've gone through your process and just people in general, why do you think people are so hesitant um, to actually just sit down and write their goals out? And have you experienced people being reluctant to do so? Yes. So the number one reason that I believe people um, struggle so much with putting it on paper is because now, once they do that, there's an accountability factor attached to that, right? It's like a promise that you make. And because people always feel that they're less than, they Mm -hmm. believe that they're not going to achieve it, that they will fail. And therefore, rather than just tell yourself, I'm a failure, right? I'm just not going to write it down. I'm just not even going to attempt. And so Mm -hmm. they just give up. Um, And that's a sad place to be because if people understood that failure is what makes you successful, everyone would be looking forward to failing. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the lessons are in the hardship. They're not in the good times at all. (laughs) They're not in the success. It's the failures. It's the, the hardship, the work, you know? That's mm-hmm. why when people mm-hmm. say, um, oh, I can't wait to be successful. Yeah, everyone can't wait to be successful. But you should start embracing the journey because in addition to the success you're going to achieve, you're going to have so much more wealth of, of knowledge of how to overcome a lot of things that you're going to face. And Absolutely. So yeah, so I, that's my personal belief. And I, and I know a lot of people believe that too. A lot of like motivational speakers and so forth, they believe that that's the reason why. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. You're listening to The Aftermath. So, so if we switch gears off the book for a second and mm-hmm. to give some, so I wanted to talk about like, making the pivot to helping people with their financial future. And did, did that, you know, that has something to do with your own personal journey. Like there's something that happened with you. It's like, you know what, I went through this. I'm gonna try to help people so that they don't go, they miss this part of the, the, the journey. Of course, always. That's always, you know, the thing I wish that I would have known. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur for quite a while and I've had some failed businesses. And have I learned from them? Of course, right? But the one common thing that I realized was happening is that 
while I knew how to run businesses, I still did not know enough on the financial aspect of it, right? And so um, if I didn't know that, and I know for sure, I went to college, I was honor student, you know, in high school, I, no one taught me that. So I know that if I couldn't get that information during higher education, right? And I'm a business major, I needed to get it somewhere. And so a lot of people are in my same situation is that, yeah, you pay all this money to school, you know, colleges and so forth. They're not putting down college, but you don't get the life skills that you need for the amount of money that you're paying these institutions, plain and simple. And it doesn't matter what institution you're going to. This type of education, you're learning from your family. Hence, why the rich people continue to stay rich, the wealthy continue to stay wealthy, because they pass that along to their, their families, their generations. My mom didn't know anything. All my mom knew was go to work. Go to work and pay your bills. That's it. She didn't know anything. Her thing to me, as long as you graduate high school, I'm okay. I was never pushed to go to college. Hence, why I went to college as an adult. You know, I got my degree at 43. So, <laughs> you know, so if you don't know, um, you have to learn it somewhere. And my goal is what I learn is to pass it along because somebody passed some things through to me. So I have to make sure that I do the same for the rest of the people, our people, more, you know, more specifically. Um, and that's why financial, uh, the Gibson Financial Group came about because I needed to work on my credit. Okay. I'm about to be 50, but I needed to work on my credit and I had to learn about that. And I was like, well, damn, nobody told me that I, I'm 40 okay. years old. How am I learning this now? You know what I'm saying? So if that's the case, <laughs> I know I'm not the only one out there. And so I started educating myself. I started getting involved. I, I got my uh, license for uh, life insurance. Um, I'm getting my financial planning certification so that I can be an all-encompassing um, organization where I can educate everyone. So with that being said, Rewire Financial Edition is coming out, you know, oh, nice. and that's going to be, I'm going to focus more on the children, right? Yes, I want our adults to learn, but I want to set my kids up. I want to set up the future generations for success. And so that's where we're heading. That's pretty awesome. Nice. Thank you. So, Diva, I, I, I got I have two more questions. I wanted to try to leave room for our little like game that we play at the end. But uh, do you have something else for Yasinka? I do. So, just kind of piggying back off of Sixteen's question, mm -hmm. um, can you elaborate a little bit more on your experience as a keynote speaker at the Black Woman Confidential Conference, in which you did? speak about uh, finances and how was that for you to be able to uh, give back in that way? So <laughs> let me tell you, I'm not your biggest, um, you know, religious person and so forth, but I do believe in the higher power. And I do believe that things just fall into place when they're supposed to. 
And so I came across some, uh, I want to say maybe an ad or something that I just decided I'm going to go. I said to myself, I'm going to educate myself as much as I possibly can. Right. So I started doing all these webinars and one of those webinars was for Jeremy Anderson with the next level speakers Academy. And he was, and because my thing is I want to educate kids. I want to set them up for success. His focus is speaking for kids. And so I joined his group. I joined his academy. I started learning. And my first gig was that Black Women's Confidential. Really? My first gig. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, okay. But their theme was talk about a secret. And since I'm talking to women, I talked about the four um, elements to financial wholeness, right? So it's one thing to be financially wealth, wealthy, but it's a whole nother level being financially whole, right? Mm-hmm. What that means is that your mind, your spirit, your energy, all of that is encompassed into the financial world, which also helps with your health. It's, so it's like a whole thing. And that's what I talked about in the Black Women's Confidential is the four essential pillars um, to financial wholeness. And just, you know, and what that means is you need to educate yourself on, you know, finances, budgeting, that sort of stuff, to educate yourself on credit, using other people's money to your advantage, right? To your benefit. (laughs) Um, You have to talk about life insurance. And how you can use life insurance to be your own banking source, right? You can be your own personal bank with life insurance and investments, right? Mm -hmm. You have to invest because it's the only way that your money is going to exponentially grow in a quick amount of time, right? Sometimes it takes longer depending on what you're investing in. But if you're investing to make quick money and you have the money to do that, you can grow your money pretty fast, right? Um. And then leaving your, your family a legacy, taking that and giving it to your children, taking that and giving mm-hmm. it to your grand, you know, grandchildren and generations and generations mm-hmm. and so forth. And not just investing in stocks, but investing in property, in land, right? Because yes. that's where the money is. Right? Absolutely. People don't understand that. And so Freaking when it, it clicked for me, I was like, yeah. oh my God we need this we need to know this and so that was a great experience I will say um you know the recording wasn't what I wanted it to be wasn't the greatest but you know it was my first time speaking and it took it takes you know some kinks and so forth and I'm okay with it now. And I was able to talk to the Boys and Girls Club of DC, you know, not too long ago uh, in July um, about career options and financial planning being mm-hmm. one of career mm-hmm. options. So, you know, it's just, it's great. It's get, gotten me into the door to be able to reach the kids as opposed to doing it one-on-one, I can do it <laughs> as a whole. And so um, it's been a great experience. And I, I really like that you want to teach children because I definitely know like in our culture in our communities when you talk about leaving a legacy Mm -hmm. we don't teach 
kids, one, what that means and the value of it. And two, even when I have personally seen people leave their kids a legacy, but their kids really don't know how to manage it. So they literally blow through it within a year or two. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there goes opportunities, whether it's homes or property or money. If we don't teach our children, one, how to have money and what to do with it and how to manage it, we work so hard to leave a legacy that goes away within, you know, two years or so. So I, I definitely think it should start with children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like you said, that's how the rich keeps getting richer. And mm-hmm. um, we just kind of keep turning circles sometimes until we know. But the good thing is that we know and we find out and we can do better. Right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I hate the fact that I was unable this weekend to go to Invest Fest in Atlanta but, oh, you know, yeah. that was an amazing, you know, that's an amazing event where every black and brown person should be attending, you know, because these are the young millionaires that are changing the game, that are doing things, you know, they're using Toro and they're using Airbnb to make their millions and, you know, and, and it's working so well for them. And we need to learn how to do these things and we need to have our hands in everything that makes money, right? So that we can have several streams. So if that one stream doesn't, you know, work out, you have these six other streams working out that allow you to go get your seventh, your eighth, your ninth, your 10th, and your money is just growing, you know? Yeah, it's spread out, but it's growing, right? And so people see it and it's like, oh my God, this is overwhelming and scary. Yeah, but in the end, it really isn't, you know? I agree. I love the enthusiasm for it. And uh, just um, if, so let's just say, if people can take one thing away from Rewire, a lesson, whatever it might be, what would you want that to be? I want it to be that above everything, you need to be kind to yourself. We are our worst critics. We are our worst enemies. We are mm-hmm. our crab in the barrel, right? We're our own, all of that. And so it's so important to be kind to yourself. That is why I made sure that I put that on there um, to be able to forgive yourself because we're not perfect. We are mm-hmm. perfectly imperfect beings. And so we are going to make mistakes. And when we do, that doesn't mean we give up. It just means we get up, brush ourselves, and we keep going, right? And if it means that you have to start over, then you have to start over. And you just got to love the process. And you got to love yourself for it. And you got to love yourself for getting up and continuing, right? Be kind to yourself, forgiving of yourself. I think that that's the biggest takeaway for me um, that I want everyone to um take from the book all right that's that's good because a lot of people don't take out the time to love on themselves a little Mm -hmm. bit you know we spread ourselves all over the place for everybody else and forget to you know pat ourselves on the back every now and again right so so just let me uh just ask this so just in case we forgot anything do you have anything upcoming any events anything that we might have missed that you want to get out there? I mean, obviously you have an entire like book of stuff, literally a book, but a book of things that you have going on, but was anything that we missed? 
Um, right now, I'm actually working on, as I mentioned, I'm working on Rewire, the, the financial edition, but I'm also working on getting a podcast started um, for Coffee and Sense, and I'm going to do it in both languages, Spanish and English, right, so that my Spanish uh, audience can benefit from the things that we do and talk about um, as well. But um, the the only event that I actually have um, on the books right now is November 3rd. I'll be turning 50, but I'll be doing the Boy. launch of... <laughs> yeah. Boy, Brown, don't track don't me. Don't be, don't be on here telling stories about... She up here telling stories on camera like not turning 50 come on now 50 1971 wow and so I couldn't do the launch. And so I just put it out and I was like, you know, it's been scheduled. I just have to redo the launch some other time. So mm -hmm. November 3rd on my 50th birthday, rather than have a, have a party, I'm actually going to have my book relaunch. Um, oh, nice. So that's the only thing that's on the books right now this for is, me. Um, this game with it we got here that we do with our guests to loosen them up even a little bit more get to know about their personality just a little bit more so it's called don't at me so this is the funny part too is that if i can explain this correctly i'm gonna keep this in but if i mess it up we just gonna jump right into where i explained it to you all of it. <laughs> so we're gonna see how this works out all right so how, how this works is is that um, i'm gonna ask you a few questions and uh, an example that i always use is i'll ask you jesse do you like uh coke or pepsi if you like, you prefer Pepsi, you just say Pepsi and then you gotta say, don't at me. Like we're on, like you're on Instagram. Like don't at me on that. That's my, that's my opinion. So, okay. Um, we're gonna see how, um, how you do with these questions. I know Diva would be interested because I never let, you know, I never let my co-hosts know what I'm asking either. They find out right know. now too. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, so yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna start with the first one here. All right, so Jesse, you're, you're parking. All right, so you're out somewhere and you're getting ready to park. Do you back into the parking spot or do you pull in? Hmm. <laughs> it depends. It really depends. So, um, I'm going to say most of the time I pull in and don't at me about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Diva, what about you? You, you, okay. So first off, you are a speed demon, reckless driver. Let's put that out there. Cause you are, we know this. Lies, you are, you are a million miles an hour. I seen you oh speeding out of parking spots before. threw you out there. Sure did, dude, but that was, dude, first of all, that was probably eight years ago. You've Just changed. You're a different person now. <laughs> okay. I I mean I I don't like giving away money, so I don't want those tickets and everything. And then the more nicer cars you drive, the less you really want somebody to hit you. So, you know, I'm backing in though because. After you do insurance claims for four years, it's just the best thing to do. <laughs> so don't at me, but I back in everywhere so I can see. All right. So for me, it's backing in for sure because when I'm ready to go, I'm you know I know we got you know the, the camera and all that stuff. No, I'm just gonna back in so I can pull out, makes it faster, a lot easier. Don't at me on that one. All right. Just here's the next one. 
this is sort of, this is car related also. So you're at a stoplight behind someone and the light changes and they don't immediately move. Are you tapping that horn or are you laying on that horn? I'm tapping if it's like the first one or two seconds. If it's more than that, I'm laying on it. Don't at me at that. <laughs> she said you got a two second grace period of the, the, the light. You got two I seconds. I don't know. Is, is, is that the New York part coming out with the Yeah, with the that's the New York part coming out. Because <laughs> they, they blow at the buses out there when they take it too yes. long. Man. Diva, what, what about you? I mean, so what, what are we doing here? That li polite little, come on, let's let's keep it moving. Or is it the, you know, shaking an angry fist, laying on it? Oh, oh, look at that face. So things are a little different now. Um, nowadays, things are crazy in Atlanta. So I'm just going to say, if you don't have a little buddy with you, then you probably should just tap the horn. You know, if you got some extra sidekick help in the car, then you could probably lay on the horn and be prepared for anything. <laughs> but I'm tapping the horn, don't at me right now. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so for me, it's funny because when this happens, it's actually neither of them, because if I'm with my wife, she's the one that's reaching over wherever we're doing too oh, late no. on it regardless. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether it's two seconds, three seconds, She's already beating me to it already. So I oh guess in this instance, it's lay on it. Don't act. Oh Even though it's not me doing the laying. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's the next one here. This is also sort of car related too. All right. So this, we all make this mistake. So uh, you need gas. You getting it the night before or are you waking up early and doing it? I'm waking up early and doing it. Don't at me. I'm doing it the night before because nothing goes as planned in the morning. So I, I just learned do it at night so I don't have that stress on the leaving down at me. <laughs> it's ooh, we've all made the wake up early and do it and it's painful. It's the night before. It might you might not feel like dragging yourself out there, but it's the night before, don't have me because waking up early, that's I mean, it takes a little while for me to personally warm up in the morning and I don't need to add that to me as well. All right. So we got two two more here for you, Jesse. Here, so uh, changing up gears on this one, when it comes to food. So you get your plate of food. How do you like your food? You want it piping hot, or you want to let it sit for a second and cool off? Piping hot. Don't at me at that one at all. Like, <laughs> my mom Diva. cooks, and before she turns off the flames on the food, I'm serving my plate. <laughs> I, I don't like my food cold at all. Yes, I want. I'm the one that's like. Yeah, that's, that's how you want to eat it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm really jealous of people who can do that because I can't take. Man, I wish I could, but I'm not. No, I'm letting my food cool off. My mom makes fun of me all the time because she's talking. You like room temperature food. <laughs> Yeah. But I am fascinated with people who can eat at Piper. I'm like, dang, I wish I could do that. Don't at me. Okay, <laughs> so for me, that thing got to be that thing got to be smoking. I'm talking about fresh off the put it, skillet, whatever, right? Just like Jason was saying, that, you know, that whole deal. That's that's what I'm about. I don't want no room temperature, nothing. I want it to be. I want to see the smoke coming from. It. I'm probably gonna burn out all my taste buds. But that's that's a chance you take. That's a chance you take with that. Don't at me on that one. All right. Jesse, this is the last one here for you. This has been heavily debated around here, so we want to know your opinion on this. How do you like your steak cooked? Do you like it rare, medium, medium oh, well, or well done? 
Um, I don't eat steak much, but medium well is how I like it. Don't at me. <laughs> you already know your answer to this, but let's go ahead for, you know, purposes. How do you like that steak cooked? I like it medium well to rest into well. Don't at me. <laughs> for me, we don't do that revenant stuff, that half cooked stuff. I need it well done. I don't want no pink. I mean, well don't mean burn. It just means I would like my meat, you know, cooked. No, not burn. People always equate it to burn. It's not burn. It's not That's burn. That's true. Don't yeah. at me on that one. <laughs> but I'll tell you what was, no, not burn. I'll tell you what was a, a good time though. And that was Jesse Miranda being a good sport playing Don't at me with us on the aftermath. We appreciate you playing around in our sandbox with that for sure. And for being a guest on here. So uh, just to run through it uh, one more time here, all your, your stuff here. So you have the book, Rewire, Six Steps to Achieve Your Goal. All right, that's available on Amazon if you want to check that out. Or you can go to letsallrewire.com and you can purchase the book. And also some Rewire swag is available on there as well. You can get in touch via text, 951-307-9746. Email is ygibson at letsallrewire.com. You're interested in financial help, planning, et cetera. She's got Gibson Financial Group. The website is gibson-fg.com. And make sure and check the YouTube and the podcast description. We will have the Instagram and Facebook handles in there as well. Um, just I want to thank you very much for making the time to come and talk to us um, about your book. You know, you and I go way back a long time. You've always been somebody that I've admired and had a lot of respect for and I'm happy for your success and glad you could come on today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love the fact that we're still, you know, in touch and still doing things and you're doing your thing. And, you know, I'm so proud of you and, you know, all the stuff that you've accomplished. And I love your wife. She's so beautiful. And I love the things that you post. So I'm missing a lot of those things. I'm not on Facebook as much. So I'm missing a lot of the stuff that you'd be posting about you know, your wife and your daughters and your relationship. And I think it's just wonderful. And I appreciate you having me. But I do want to say that in all those things that you mentioned, emails, texts, all of that, that is me that you're reaching. Okay. I don't have an assistant. I don't, I do my own thing. <laughs> I like to, you know, talk to my audience and so forth. I'm very hands-on. So, um, Whenever I do, if ever I do get an assistant, I will let y'all know too, because I'm very transparent. So I'll be like, oh yeah, my assistant will be responding. <laughs> so <laughs> until then, it's just little old me. Um, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. I've enjoyed myself. And I'm glad that you guys have enjoyed the book as well. So. Absolutely. We, we appreciate the time, the conversation, and you for doing what you do. So Please come back when the next book comes out. Come back. We got to talk some more. All right. ATL Diva, we got another aftermath in the books. Great interview with Yesenia Miranda Gibson. How you feel? I feel like I'm excited that I have rewired my strategy on life for business and my, my business and my personal life. If you don't have your stuff in order, you should definitely read her book, Rewire. I think it's very simple to the point. You can read it faster. You can watch two episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Just not watch Real Housewives of Atlanta and read the book. But <laughs> yes, we definitely enjoyed Read the, the book instead. Yes, read the book instead. You'll get more out of that than you will be watching that stuff. But, yes, uh, you will. It was a great conversation with her. Um, 
looking forward to more big things for her. She got another book coming out, you know, Rewire yeah. based on financial. So we're looking out for that. And another thing you should look out for is the radio show. And if you want to be a guest on the Aftermath, you just hit us up, all right? The radio show inbox at gmail.com. Or you can text us, 678-800-1677. And you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at It's The Radio Show. We are always talk to people. Great thing. So, Diva, I guess if we don't have anything else, I guess we can give uh, the folks back some more of their time. Or you can just, you know, watch this episode again if it's that good. Or go watch one of our other episodes on YouTube. Do that too. We appreciate any support that you give. So we're going to wait for the camera and say we appreciate the time. And uh, we will talk to everybody real soon. Appreciate it. I like the way.